Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Thursday to you. It's Thursday, April the 1st. I'm sorry for laughing, but, you know, it's like April Fool's Day. And, you know, everybody has jokes and all that stuff. But I'm not going to do it. But I was going to do it. But, look, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast, this episode, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS apps and find one of your locker locked-on rooms. You know, Locker Room changing the way we talk sports, right? So today, you know, I want to talk a little bit about tonight's game. Talk about where the Sixers are in the standings. Talk about the lift that they're about to get with Joel Embiid. You know, knock on wood that, you know, he can... Uh, you know, everything that he's 100% back so they can make a, a, a nice, solid run at this thing right now. Um, they're half a game behind the Brooklyn Nets in the standings. Brooklyn has a game tonight. Sixers have a tough game in Cleveland tonight. That sounds like an April Fool's joke <laughs> when you think about the Cleveland's like. The Sixers are the second-best team in the East. Cleveland is the fifth-worst team in the NBA, right? But the Sixers haven't been able to beat them. So, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to, you know, talk about uh, Embiid and, you know, how I do. I typically do tidbits and, and things like that at the end. But I may talk about this road trip. I don't know. I hope you guys don't get tired of me talking about it. I just want to give you all a little bit of an insight of certain things like, uh, what was it? I slept last night, but I didn't get any sleep the night before. Um, that's just how it is. I know it sounds weird, but, um, you know, it's one of those things with the pandemic and everything. You can either say, okay, I'm going to sleep in and I'm going to have to get this crazy connector flight and I won't get in until real late at night, kind of like what happened when I was in L.A. I decided to sleep in and, and get up and do work and then travel later on that evening that night. And what that did is I, I got to uh, Denver really, really late. Like, it was like 1 in the morning type of late. But the Sixers didn't have anything the next day, so I was cool. Um, but today, I didn't really want to do that. Um, so I got up early, um, got here, got to Cleveland around 2-something yesterday, and basically, you know, uh, finished up my one story and – went to dinner and then went to sleep. <laughs> but enough about that. This podcast is the only podcast covering the Sixers that comes to you five days a week. Five. The only one. In addition to being the host of this podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer 76ers beat writer. So you get some insight. Thirdly, you can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. That's P-O-M-P-E-Y on Sixers. And the same thing for Instagram. But right now, today, the Sixers on paper should destroy the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? It shouldn't even be close on paper. You know, but me, I'm one of those guys where I look at Colin Sexton. I look at Darius Garland, two small, quick, good guards who basically the Sixers struggle against this year. They just, I mean, you know, they're, they're just a bad matchup for, like, Ben Simmons and, and uh, the other people and, and Seth Curry and all the other guys who guard them. But 
today, I got a feeling that the Sixers are going to come out and win. I do. Now, the thing about it is, when we talk about the Cavs, the, the Cavs have a 17-30 record, right? But the thing is, they won the, they won the previous two games, both this season's two games against the Sixers. But they actually have a three-game winning streak when you talk about dating back to last season. Now, the last time they played the Sixers, I have to say, that were that was the Sixers' worst loss of the year. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. The Sixers' worst loss of the year. Yes, they lost in overtime. It was a game where Joel Embiid had 43 points. Um, actually had 42 points and 13 rebounds. And Cleveland won 112 to 109 in OT, right? But when you think about it, you look at it, you needed Joel Embiid to have 42 points and 13 to beat a Cleveland team that played without six players from their regular roster due to injuries and personal reasons, right? So they only dress nine. Only dress nine. I mean, Abe was bringing up people. People were closing. People on two-way deals was closing out the game. Seriously, right? So when you look at it, that game right there, you know, Colin Sexton, he had 28 points, and Garland had 25. The two combined to burn the Sixers for 53 points. Cleveland outscored the Sixers 62 to 42 in the paint and out-rebounded them 53 to 46. Right, I'm telling you, the Sixers are one of the best teams in the league, but Cleveland has been their kryptonite this year, and this time this game means so much. And why why does it mean so much? When you look at the standings, the Sixers lost two in a row. Brooklyn won last night. Brooklyn is a half a game up on the Sixers in the Eastern Conference standings. Brooklyn has a game tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. Of course, we I'm in Cleveland. The Sixers are in Cleveland. Now, after that, the Sixers play Minnesota Timberwolves on Saturday, right? Uh, Brooklyn doesn't have a game again until Sunday. They're off on Saturday. Now, the deal is, Sixers have to hold serve with Brooklyn. These are two winnable games. Minnesota is the worst team in the league. As I said, Cleveland is the fifth-worst team in the league. The Sixers have to win these two games. Now, I know there's a lot of basketball left to be played, but these are gimme games. Gimme games. The Sixers' schedule is going to get a little tougher. After this, they have, after Saturday, they play um, uh, Memphis, and then they'll go to Boston, and then they got a, a three, and then they got a West Coast trip, right? So, what I'm saying is, it's ideally for the Sixers to get these two. Because after this, these games are going to get tougher, right? So that's what I think. This, that's why I think this is a huge game tonight. And also, let's face it. I mean, the Sixers are a team that struggled on the road. This gives them a great opportunity, a great opportunity to win a road trip. Go 4-2 on a road trip without Joel Embiid which is great. Last year, right now, the Sixers are 13-11 and 11 on road. Last year, they were 10-24. and 24. 
So this is a great opportunity for the Sixers right now. Great opportunity. Now, you know what else is a great opportunity? You know, locker, um, we know Locker Room has sponsored this thing, so that's great. But also, Sony Podcast is great. You know, So, you know, Death at the Wings is a narrative documentary series looking at the generation of basketball stars and prospects that fell victim to the historical, social, economic, and political forces that defined the 80s, right? As a new generation of basketball players, players like Magic Bird and Dr. J took their mantle as the league stars basketballs faster and flashier styles of play would captivate TV audience. But along the way, the wealth and stardom, the excess of the 80s, took its toll on the next generation of sports as, um, you know, so it's funny, like when we talk about that, you know, this right here, we know how the stardom and all that stuff kind of affected players, right? You know, so the death at the wing is really going to be a pretty good show about that. You know, the host is going to be Adam McKay, right? He's a writer, director, podcast host, and occasional actor, right? Most normally known for founding member of the Upright Citizens Barrage, right? So what you need to do is you need to check this video out, check this thing out. I mean, I'm excited to tell you about this a new podcast I think you're really going to love called Death at the Wing. It's a sports documentary podcast hosted by Adam McKay, writer and director of the big short Vice and Anchorman. I'm telling you, do it today. Follow this podcast. I'm telling you, it's going to be really good. Really good. Now, Here's the thing, y'all. In addition to being a host of this podcast, I said I am the 76ers beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, right? So you can read my articles five days a week in the Inquirer. Do it today. Secondly, you need to follow me on, on Twitter. That's where you get the news at right now. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, right? You know, thirdly... It's going to be exciting for the Sixers fans because Joel Embiid is expected to come back on Saturday. Joel Embiid will miss his 10th game with a left knee bone bruise, which, according to people, is a whole lot better than what it could have been, right? Now, the Sixers have really hold serve without him. I mean, they play phenomenally. You know, right now we're talking about this road trip. We're talking about how the Sixers are... Right now they're four and two. Um, I believe in this is going to, in, in those games. I believe they're they're six and three without them. So which is kind of good because you know they they lost to um, uh, yeah they are they lost to Milwaukee and then they lost these two games um, to the Clippers and to um, the Denver Nuggets. So. The Sixers are doing well without him. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. 
his presence were missed in those all three of those games. Now against Milwaukee, mm, they should have won that game without him. I mean, the Sixers had a – they just collapsed. They really did. But you can just tell that his presence was missed in the last two games. Talking about the Clippers and, and, and Denver Nuggets. I mean, you know, it was a game where they needed a guy like MB to dominate. It was a game where, you know, Tobias Harris, the Clippers, he did his thing. He did. He didn't get a lot of help, though. He didn't get a lot. Um, Matisse Thiable played great on the defensive end, but, you know, from the other stars, quote-unquote, he didn't get any help from them. Now, Danny Green was balling, but he didn't get any help. Now, Denver, that was a bad one. You know, Ben Simmons said it could have been the altitude. It sounds funny when a guy says that, but I'm here to tell you, like, <laughs> just me walking the streets. You know, when you walk, and I tried, you know, I like walk, I mean, I was just walking around trying to get in shape and do stuff like that. And you feel it. You really do. I mean, you feel the altitude, you get the shortness of breath, the whole nine. And like, this ain't the right time to be going through stuff like that with the pandemic. Like, you're thinking like, whoa, what's happening now? What do, what, what do I have? Oh, oh, I can't wait to get this test. <laughs> you know, but it's really, I mean, so it, it's just tough. Now they get their big dog back. Now, the thing is, you got to keep him healthy. You have to make sure. Like, I understand he's coming back on that Saturday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he missed Sunday's game. Back to back, you want to see how that knee responds. But, you know, Doc Rivers said when they bring him back, you don't, you want to keep him, you want to make sure that he's going to stay. But at the same time, those back to backs, mm. I mean, honestly, if, 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 if there was one game that I said that, you know, you got to, pick and choose and decide. I personally think that I would have them come back um, Sunday as opposed to Saturday just because I see them beating Minnesota without them. I do. Now, Carl Tansby Towns is going to get his. He's going to do what he got to do. But I can't see that team beating the Sixers. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't. But, hey, Mr. Embiid is back. The Sixers are going to have um, – you know, fun. It's going to be at home. The crowd's going to be excited. And he'll be back in time for that upcoming stretch where they're really going to need him. They really are. So the Sixers kind of weathered the storm, especially if they get this win tonight. If they could go 7-3 and three without, this big, without the big fella, that's, that, that's good. That's really good. You know, what also is good is bet online AG, right? You know, you know, I talk about bet online all the time. You know why? Because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Bet online update updated odds um, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. What you need to do is head to the website, which is BetOnlineAG, or use your mobile device to sign up today and recover um, or receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. 
but use the promo code locked on. I'm telling you, do it today. Now, my thing is built bar, right? When you when you get done with doing that bet online thing, make sure you go ahead and and go to builtbar.com, right? And use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15 off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. And check about the check back to see. Tell me. You got, I'm serious. I want y'all to email me and tell me, like, how, you, how, you, how that thing tastes. Now, here's the thing. Y'all know I've been talking about Built Bar for a while. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor and go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor, people. Now, the thing is, for me, you know, this road trip was fun. I enjoy it. I love being at all the games. I do. I mean, it, I do. You know, it, it's funny, though, because you go to these different states, and they just got completely different vibes. Like, like today I'm in Cleveland, and, uh, you know, I ordered some rest. I ordered some food yesterday from the re- uh, hotel restaurant. You know, go downstairs, and it's funny. Like they open up for dinner, but they're not open for breakfast because they feel like people are checking out of the hotel in the morning, and people don't get in in the in the you know until the afternoon, so they don't have enough people in there to basically justify having the staff come in in the morning to cook and to serve people. So they're not doing it that way, right? And, you know, they've been extremely apologetic and this and that. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, I, I can't get mad, too mad at you. It's the pandemic. Because, you know, you go certain places and they're like, whoa, it's, it's okay. But other places, like, hey, some places, they, they just shut down. They don't have anything. I mean, I wrote a story about when I went to New York early and I couldn't get a meal. I mean, the only thing that was really open was um, was like the the vendors like on outside. And you know, during a pandemic, you know, nothing against those people. I mean, I know they can clean. I, typically, I would get something from that vendor, right? But in the pandemic, it's a ghost town, and this is the only place open. Nah, bruh. I take my chance. I mean, I I not take my chances. I'm good. Like I I wait till I get to the next city. So then I came here, which was the next city after that, and it was kind of a lot of stuff was shut down too. But I was able to get something to eat in, at the uh, at the restaurant, the hotel restaurant. So I'm at a different one now, but it's it's cool. Like this trip was real eye opening. Just see how from state to state people just deal with COVID. Like, I was in Denver, man, it was, I'm walking around with the mask and people looking at me like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) It was crazy. Like, even when I went to the All-Star game, I can tell you there was no one really wearing a mask. 
It was crazy there too. But um, you know, hopefully we'll get out of this situation soon. And the one thing that I have to say that's been really heartbreaking is, you know, when I travel, there's always certain restaurants that, you know, you know that you frequent when you go to a certain city. Or even in Atlanta, there's a, there used to be a clothing store, you know, a high-end place that I would go to. Because, you know, like on the road, you know, he's like, okay, I would go there to get cufflinks and, and, and stuff like that and buy shirts some pants, you know, suit. So I said, okay, let me, I got there the All-Star game. I got there the day before the All-Star game. Of course, um, you know, normally you're at the, the place for maybe four or five days, but this one you fly in, you flew in the day before, which was a Saturday. So I'm like, okay, let me just go there. And it was closed. And I'm not talking about like, okay, we're, we're closed during the pandemic. I'm talking about the business like it's gone. Like it's no longer in existence. And that was kind of sad. It really hit me. I mean, sad because, you know, you're saying to yourself like, dang, this was a five thriving business. And now like they just can't, they can't, they can't, uh, they couldn't survive. So that's tough. It's really tough. I mean, it really is. But um, this is where we are, y'all. And hopefully people are getting those vaccines. Um, you know, they're doing what they have to do. But this is a tough situation, it really is. Man, I, I can't wait until next season. I'm hopeful that it will be a whole lot better. Because this one has been tough on everyone, you know, everyone. I want to thank y'all for listening. I want y'all to have a blessed day. Peace.